Welcome to the Abwan Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahir, Sahra, and Umar Khair. This is Ikran, your part-time hype girl and full-time resident of Toronto, the city of champions. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, and politics. Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Abroad Chronicles podcast. It's me, Akron, and I am with... Stahir. Omukhair. Zainab. Zainab is actually Hafsa and Omukhair's sister, and she's going to be joining us for this episode, and we actually have two other guests. Yeah, today we have Inspire Reads. This episode is about growing up with books and how much reading has influenced our lives, and what better guests to have on this episode than people whose whole podcast is dedicated to reading and uh, inspiring us to read. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Mohammed, and yeah, I'm joined by Shmaki. For me, first, it's a trip to be on the other side of the introduction usually i'm just listening to it and then like now we're here it's just it's very surreal right now um but yeah so is this your first feature the, I mean, yeah this is our first feature <laughs> wow oh we're honored to have you then thank you for having us okay so you you want to say what your podcast is about yeah, yeah, yeah. what's it called yeah, that was, that was yeah. a terrible intro you just gave i just gave our so names and then we froze up but yeah um so we're 33 episodes in now to a podcast we started around november um so we, our original plan was we would basically read a book every single week. That was because both of us were writing books at the same time. And we were like sharing it with each other and then like just giving each other feedback on our writing. And then that stopped for a while. And I was like, yo, that, like, we need to get back into reading and stuff. Like, I haven't written anything in a while and I wanted to finish my book and I wanted to continue writing it. So uh, I was like, because I was listening to another podcast and that was about films and they were reviewing films and stuff. Um, which is actually mm-hmm. more Musa's. You had him on before. He he had a podcast yeah. a while back, and then he stopped doing it. But yeah, <laughs> I basically yeah, I remember yeah, that. I, I basically listened to that, and I was like, yeah, we can do that about books, and then that will help us like improve our like creative thinking and stuff. So if we just try and read a book every single week, and then do a podcast where we're discussing the books and analyzing it, and just adding our own like personal tastes on the themes of the book, then it would really help us in improving our own creativity. So the podcast is like really a lot more for us than anyone else, to be honest. But yeah. Wow, that's interesting to know. And you guys have been staying committed because you guys have been doing a book every single yep. week. Yeah. yeah, the most p- a consistent podcast out there, it's known. Thank yeah. You. Thank you very <laughs> much. We'll take that crown. The <laughs> you, from? you guys took it a long time ago. You snatched it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, um, but you know, we don't just talk about like yeah. We kind of like if there's like anything going on in the world, yeah, we usually just touch on it and try and relate to the book. So we did from our side of the collaboration. We we're talking about the book called Fahrenheit Four Five One, and that was about like how the one how the writer saw the world in in a way where, where all the books would be burned and all the people are just ignorant and illiterate. And then we were trying to relate that to how things are in the real world where you got like Donald Trump in power currently and then everything's a mess everywhere, basically. So, yeah, we try and we try and make it interesting and add a little bits of humor in there every now and then, even though I listen back to them and, and I find myself very unfunny. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, I feel like you guys do a really good job of not only reviewing the book, but like showing how important the book is to you guys in that time of life. When you guys read your books, it's not like a full review because usually when you think about a review, people just break down the book and then they give you their two cents and that's it. But you guys have like a full episode where you do 
other stuff as well. And then the book is more of like the cherry on the top. So it's like if people are going there just to see what the book is about, they won't find it there. But more like what you guys as individuals think about the book and what you guys as individuals took from the book. Well, it's kind of evolved over time. Like originally we were really going into like proper detail and we were like analyzing different metaphors and stuff. And then, yeah, we got to a point where we're just like, this is kind of unnecessary. Like people who want to read the books themselves, don't they? If they if we described it in a nice way, then you would think that people would want to read it. So we try to avoid that nowadays and just like cover the service level things and then cover the themes. And then, yeah, just talk about how it relates to us. And so there is an episode on their channel as well. Yeah, you'll hear that real soon. Are you guys planning to release this soon? Or? It depends on when you guys will. I think we'll do it on the same day, Yeah, because right? we always release on Sundays usually and then we just like promote it on Mondays. But yeah, this it has been something consistent for us, which is, I don't know, it's a good thing. So one of the few things I'm consistent with in my life right now. <laughs> well, that's good. It's good to have at least one yeah. thing, you know? So, yeah. Uh, we read a book every single week. Yeah. We discuss it. But uh, some people are like, yo, don't, do you read? Do you even read the books properly? Like, or you just skim read them? Or uh, do you get the full like package after you read the book? The thing is with us, after a certain amount of time, we've been able to pick up on traces like where we would analyze something pretty quick and just like get on with it. We'll understand the themes pretty quickly. So I feel like doing it so consistently has definitely helped us speed up our process of thinking about the themes in the book. So for me, anyway, I, I usually get the themes pretty quickly anyway. So do you like consume more books? Do you think it's easier for you to just read a lot more books now? Yeah, uh, no, I feel like, especially from how we started, I would like take a bit to read books. But now doing this consistently, like week after week, it's like, it's a lot easier for me to actually go through like 300 page books or anything higher than that but like stuff like 100 page books and stuff I drink through that a lot easier than <laughs> I would have before we started this so like growing up did you guys read a lot of books or is it something you guys do as an adult well I mean for me I, I, I didn't read as much as Mo did I'll let Mo answer his side I was more like into like movies and stuff books I started reading them more like towards the end of my primary school beginning of secondary school but it wasn't like a constant thing and then afterwards I got into like trying to write stories and stuff like that and then I realized it would be best if I read a book consistently so then I can understand how you know how they do it and stuff like that and then fast forward to like now um, where Mo just basically said, do you want to do this thing where we read a book every week? And then I was like, yeah, sure. That was very matter-of-fact, but uh, <laughs> was, for me, it was, it was no more... Because <laughs> for me, I was like, I, when I was a kid, I was actually reading well. Like, if I grew up now, I think they'll diagnose me with ADHD or something. <laughs> and then to calm me down, like, the, my parents, uh, they always had books around the house a lot, and they encouraged me to start reading. And then once I started reading, like, I, I became, like, the total opposite. I just really calm and I'll just sit down and read books for hours they, they wouldn't really need to supervise me they wow. just give me a book and that'll be my baby smart sister. parenting yeah what about you Sahid because you we know you read a lot I like, read a lot did, did you okay. when you were a kid too or like I started really young, but at the same time, I feel like there's always something that makes you an avid reader, right? Like everyone reads as a kid because that's what you do in school. You They always, you know, have a book that your teacher reads to you and you're always set stuff. But the thing is in Canada, we had a lot of like, you know, libraries, right? And we all like, I think the Somali community in general in Canada, it's like at one point your parents took you to the library. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know, at one point, like we had like parks and stuff. But at one point, my dad, especially my dad, loves to read. Like he reads everything and anything. And he had like a whole, you know, closet with like books and stuff. But it was mostly religious books, right? So I can't relate to that. So what he would do is he would take me to the library and just let me do my thing. But because my parents worked and because we had a lot of kids, like we were a bunch of us, they didn't have the time to do that for me all the time. So it was like once in a blue moon. And literally that was the highlight of my life. So it's like, yeah, it was really the highlight of my life. But then it's such, it's those precious memories that I had. But like, as I grew older, obviously, like, I think I started avidly reading when I was 10 years old. And that's when I read the Harry Potter books. But then I went to a school where they had a huge library for show. Literally no one used it. And it was so big. I was kind of a loner kid. So I would just go there and read a lot. And that's when I actually started reading out of my own choice, you know, out of no one told me to read any books. I would just go look at all the read the synopsis and choose books based on what I liked at that time. And what about Omar Khair and Zainab? For us, probably, I don't know if Zainab was too young then, but I think back when I was in grade two, uh, we moved to an apartment and right behind that building, there was a library and we'd go there. I remember one summer we went there almost like every other day. And so I think that's how we kind of got got into reading, our whole family as a well. whole. The atmosphere in that library was amazing. Like the librarian was our best friend. We'd, we knew her on a first name basis. You know, she'd recommend books to us. Like it was just a yeah. very, very like nice, fun, welcoming environment. And then I think that's how we all got into like reading books. We started off yeah, with the Yeah, the libraries in Canada are so beautiful. Like they would have carpets and stuff. And there's always that librarian that's just so, I don't know why. They're just, it's like a criteria. If you want to become a librarian, you have to be friendly, you know? I remember like the first books we started reading were like what were they like Mary yeah. Kate and Ashley books <laughs> no no something Mary like Kate that was Ashley. you guys Mary Kate and Ashley yes yes don't... yeah they had a whole no series yeah, it was so popular too it was like a big deal back then it was and they had their tv show too Two like we'd get the tapes too you know I did the tv show I didn't know they had, they had the books they were like quadruple threat no I think I only just watched the tapes I yeah. never liked books yeah <laughs> you never liked them the no I hated them so then how'd you get into it I was forced of course, because you know, we know a lie. I was actually so dumb. I hated books. Hafsa, Mohad, Rahima, they all loved books growing up. Me, I used to watch all the tapes. Yeah. I went to the library for tapes and DVDs. <laughs> okay. And then I was like to me, you know what, Zainab? You have to start reading books. I think I was reading Robert Munch until like fourth grade. <laughs> no, and then yeah, Rahima recommended me this book. I read it. What was the book? Maximum Ride. Maximum Ride was good. That was the best thing oh, in the yeah. world. The one with the, lo- the logo had like a angel wings on the guy. Yeah. Yes. What was the that, first book called? I forgot. Um, the Stormbreaker? Angel Experiment. No, the Angel Experiment. Oh, my bad. God. Anyways. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that actually got me into books. You know how long it took me to read that first book, too? Yeah. <laughs> it took me a month. <laughs> it's okay. It was your first book. That was so book. bad. Yeah. But it was so, like, actually, no, that really got me into books. So th- that's super interesting that your family kind of made you read it. And I feel like, family has a lot to do with how you read books because my whole family are avid book readers like all the girls in my house that's one thing we all have in common is that we're always recommending books to each other because we consume a crazy amount so is it the same for you guys as well like the inspire guys but like in my family we're not really avid readers uh me and my youngest brother were the only ones that actually read books the rest of them are just like <laughs> unless it's visual that they, they won't hear it really yeah and i'm trying <laughs> to tell them like but the book will describe more to you before when i was like writing stories and stuff what i would do is like i would write a chapter or whatever and then like read it to them and then that was like the only time that they would actually listen to it and then they were like, all right, I'll try reading a book. But then they still haven't done that. So growing up, we wasn't really um, 
the book reading family yeah. type. Let me tell you a little bit of my story. So Shamaki and I grew up in the same area and there was a like a public library nearby. I think we had computers back then. We had like five channels on TV. I think at one point like the internet was, wasn't available and my dad took us to the library for the first time. And then, yeah, it was, just, it was basically like heaven. I went, to, I went over to the comic book section and then, yeah, I was like, yo, I was sitting there reading throughout the whole time my dad was there. It felt like hours, but it was probably like 20 minutes. And then um, my dad was like, yeah, come, we're going to borrow some books. And then I went and grabbed like seven books. I went to the till and the, they were like, what? Is, this is the first time you're grabbing seven books. I was like, what? I can actually take these. Like, I was so surprised. I was like, yo, I can take all these yeah. for me. Like, at, at home, um, we had books, but it was mostly like Arabic books and like Islamic books and like educational books but there was no fiction or nothing so when I found out that you could borrow from the library yeah then I, I never looked back but I don't think the libraries were, were that nice I think they hated me because the librarians <laughs> you overdid no, it no, the librarians I always bring books back like torn or, or like yeah oh. missing pages yeah I was really bad oh, was, yeah the amount of library finds I picked up over the years but it's crazy if there's no internet you're gonna read like seriously yeah, I think the most we read is when my mom like the one thing my mom loved to do as punishment was take away the TV and the internet and we were like when we realized that we could read books we're just like cool with it and then I think that stuck with us like you know even if there's internet now I just turn everything off like literally turn off all my notifications everything and read a book Mm -hmm. so if if you don't know that if you don't have that habit I think it's hard to you know Mm -hmm. do both I think I remember Zainab um, when you went to Somalia there's like there's very limited like internet you know and all of that stuff so that's when you really started reading too right kind of no, that was Ahmed. I, yeah. I was reading way before that. But yeah. Ahmed, my brother, my yeah. little brother, he hate, like he was worse than me. He mm-hmm. never read books at all. And he was like, what, eighth grade? Mm-hmm. And then we went to Somalia for a year. Every single day he'd come to him. He'd be like, Zainab, recommend me another book. Give me a book. Because that's all he yeah. could read. And he actually loved it. So yeah. So we just need yeah. to start sending Take people the internet away. Read. Yeah, send them to take Somalia. Take the internet away. Everyone becomes a reader. You don't need to take the whole route. You just need to take the wire and that's it. Like, there's <laughs> no more internet access. <laughs> Literally. All my siblings as well, they, they all have to deal with that as well. So yeah, we all like we all forced to read basically. But I, can, I actually enjoyed it. The younger ones, they didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, I always found it weird. I was like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> like why don't yeah. you like these books? <laughs> and then... Literally judging yeah, them. Literally. <laughs> I was like, you guys, illiterate. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> but... I encourage them all to read and like recently I think I found that like they all started enjoying reading and stuff and like I'll even come home late and then I'll see them like the it's like midnight or something and they're sitting in their rooms reading on their beds and I'm just like yo you need to I'm the one that's turning off the light and like yo that's it enough reading for today yeah. so it's weird it's weird to have yeah. that as a older what, brother what, what books did I read? when I was younger I started like all the big fat Harry Potter books pretty mm. early I was really into it from early but they're similar so they're, they're, they're like eight, nine years old, they're reading like 200, 300 page books. Uh, yeah, going through them. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll give them a book and I'll just bring it back the next day. I'm like, what? You already read it. <laughs> i like, Wow, because they have nothing to do, yeah. right? So, <laughs> but I'd rather them doing that than something else. So it, it, it's funny because I'll yeah, quiz them on the book, like, "What was it about?" and stuff, and then they'll tell me, and I'm just like standing there in shock. Like, I feel like I, I should start yeah. a podcast for you guys as well. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Have yeah. them on an episode. <laughs> I was thinking of that. I, I mentioned that before, yeah. but yeah, I just haven't got around to it. Yet. I, I don't know if the attention attention spans will be be long enough but we'll see i think you'll see it soon i guess there's like not only books but because the thing is i don't just read books Mm. sometimes you get bored of reading books like honestly so you just go for like comics or you go for like mangas and manhwas and stuff like that so it's like 
everyone has their own taste in reading and I feel like all of those stuff are technically reading at the end of the day but people don't really talk about it personally for me I'll take a comic book over a, like a big book a novel yeah like a novel any day um, what even now yeah even now it's pretty much the same though because comics go on for like years it's just I don't know I feel like I've got more of like a visual stimulant than just like reading because I can read a book like for hours but it would be a bit straining but compared to like comics where it's like I don't feel it straining at all because it's like if I'm sort of bored of reading like I'm looking at the visuals mm. and then it's sort of like balancing that out a little bit have you guys ever looked into kind of audiobooks because a lot of people do that now like for commutes and things like that Shimaki knows I, I, I've been banging out audiobooks for a while so I, the narrators tell it in an interesting way as well so you can like sit back and relax without having to do the physical work of reading so yeah I, I like audiobooks a lot one thing I find annoying is like I was going through like an audiobook series yeah and then I like the narrator and then one book the narrator changed and I, I just didn't like that voice <laughs> there was something about that voice I was like yo I can't finish this series now because <laughs> <laughs> God, that's why I don't read audiobooks. I don't like audiobooks because yeah. I feel like you get used to it, and I want my own voice to talk to. Me. Head, yeah. So it's like it's it's really hard for me, like myself, and I feel like it's faster. I like to go through books. Like I would like to sit down, read the book as fast as I can, control my own pace instead of someone else's pace. Also, sometimes they're very exaggerated. Like it's it's too much, you know. Yeah, the yeah. way they try to mimic a guy's voice, it's a girl. It's so annoying. I actually hate it. Wallahi, I hate it. <laughs> It's horrible. You know, the Universal TV shows that, like like that dub the different films like Ice Age. <laughs> one yeah. person, every voice. Yeah, they have they have one person voicing for five people. <laughs> That's acting. That's, That's real right acting. There. You'll be surprised at the number of guys who play girl. Like I think Naruto, the English one, is a lady. Also, The Simpsons. It's all one person. Marge. Yeah. Isn't she like a guy or something? She's everyone. She's Bart. She's Marge. She's <laughs> or the regular show. <laughs> No, but yeah. they're all guys. Yeah, so there was one episode we done. I think it was like episode one of season two for our podcast where we tried to do a bit of voice acting and it came out horrible. <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave it to the pros. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much us for growing up with books. Yeah, I guess, Ekran, did you have like a different experience? For me, it was kind of a combination. Like my dad always took us to the library, but I was also the only person who liked reading. So my sister, my brothers were too young at the time, but my sister hated reading. I remember I used to read random books when I was a kid, but like what really got me into reading was probably like in grade eight when I started reading um, a series of unfortunate events. And so yeah. like, that was like what my friend gave me the first book. And then I told my dad to buy me all of them. So he bought me like two to 13 and as well as the Harry Potter books. Those books ended up in my circle as well. Yeah, I have all of like I still have all of them on my shelf and I have like the Harry Potter books. And so, like, that's what got me into reading. Even Harry Potter, I remember I hated it, and I watched the first movie because I was at a family friend's house. And so, like, this is when... I, so I got into Harry Potter when the sixth book was coming out. And so, for some reason, I thought, like, oh, I love the first movie, so I thought I could read the sixth book and understand it. And I bought it. <laughs> and I started reading it, and I don't even know who anyone is, and I'm trying to force myself to read this book. And so, like, I ended up buying the entire series, and I have all of those, too. Did you guys ever, like, read, uh, like, Nancy Drew or, like, The Hard... Those, you know those mystery Goosebumps. books or those books that... Goosebumps was Goosebumps, amazing. Goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, and those books that you could choose your ending, yeah. your path. Like, you get to switch pages and, like... I feel like those books really were a big part of my yeah. childhood. Because I was into mystery and, like, I thought I was a detective. I really like those books. You know, the Anthony Horowitz books, like, Storm, like Alex Ryder books, and then there was the mm -hmm. other books that he wrote. There's, like, some detective based in London, 
And then I don't remember what it was called. The the author Anthony Horowitz was like a main guy in, in, in my life at that point. <laughs> he was like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's like, you're my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> father, I've never met. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's different for like British people, like versus us, because I guess the books that are common there are not would be yeah. you know the ones you read. Harry Potter literally went you know everywhere because it's yeah, a British it's book but yeah. we were yeah it's universal it's a British book but we all seem to have read it you know it's pretty I think it was a whole culture it was like a lot our generation yeah. was a part of a lot of people's childhood you know yeah. I remember yeah. like in school even one person would buy the book and everyone else because you know they'd be sold out people would wait in line to buy the books mm-hmm. and so if you didn't go and wait from 9am to get the book you didn't have the book and then you have was to so wait extra. in line would you guys ever do that I don't there's actually there's the internet there's now there's the internet but I back just then read on my phone yeah i don't even read from books i just read on my phone now yeah <laughs> but like back then you had to have the physical copy you know like That's to actually read the book yeah. so yeah we just be there'd be like a list you know and in class and yeah. you know you'd be i don't know fourth on the list to get to read the book and you'd have to wait till everyone else finished reading it and it was, it was a whole yeah. experience I guess now the equivalent would be emailing the author and be like hi i'm a big fan <laughs> <laughs> you know send me an arc so i can review your book yeah. now it's like that how is it with you guys in terms of publicly showing that you liked reading for me apart from like reading in my house and like if i'm going somewhere in my family i don't think i ever read like outside of the other people company like I don't think I just randomly pulled out a book when I was sitting chilling with friends or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a guy thing? Like, is it? I feel of like the it circle? is. I feel like it is. Uh, but for me, anyway, I, I was still like involved in sports and stuff. I was still like pretty sporty and active. So I don't know. I, I didn't really conceal it like consciously, but I, I think unconsciously, I was like not showing people that I was, like I was proper into reading. So I don't know. It's a weird thing. So none of your friends read? Uh, every now and then I went to Shamaki's house and I'll see that he's, he's always got books around his house, but I never saw him reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just there for sure. Just decoration. <laughs> yeah. Make it look like I was reading. Yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't actually have like any friends that I would share books with until like early secondary school for, for us. So we were like 13. So I had a cousin that we were really into the Harry Potter books. And then there was also, have you heard of Darren Sean? Oh, yeah. yeah. The vampire, he did like vampire, I read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, those books as well. Those are really good. So like me, me and my cousin used to just like share them back and forth. Like he'll buy the books and then he'll, he'll, he'll lend it to me and then I'll do the same or I'll borrow it from the library and then I'll lend it to him. So. Yeah, I didn't really have any friends like that, but I had family that were, that liked books, so that's who I had to, to talk to about books. So much fun when your friends are all reading the same book. And you always have someone to recommend it to you, a book to you when you're yeah. out of books. Yeah, Stahid was my person. Maybe that's low-key where we started the podcast, uh, so now we have that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have that audience and like that, the people to discuss yeah, the book exactly. with. It's so much, it's way better than just reading it yourself mm-hmm. and like yeah, yeah, going really to the next is. book. And having it out on the internet as well. So. On the internet, yeah. The thing is, a lot of people, surprisingly, a lot of people will relate to you guys. You guys could tell, obviously, from your own podcast yeah. that I guess many people have read books, but they don't have people to share it yeah. with. And so your platform gives them a platform to be like, oh, hey, check out this one. I want to hear your opinions on it. Same reason why we read reviews and stuff. Yeah, no, I was very surprised that there was like a lot of people that were into reading and stuff. I mean, I knew obviously there was a community of readers out there, but I didn't really know that because, you know, we've got yeah. like, messages, people saying, yeah, like we like <laughs> what you guys are doing, blah, 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 the whole book stuff. And then in my head, I was just like, I, I didn't really know people actually liked yeah, it. I, I got something to say. Remember uh, when, we, when we were sharing our stories? So we were both writing, and then I found out this guy was using Wattpad <laughs> very regularly. <laughs> I think we have to say what Wattpad is for people who don't know. 
Yeah. Is there someone who doesn't know what Wattpad is? I guess the know. new generation probably... listeners. Maybe they don't know. No, no I think everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are you gonna summarize Wattpad, or do I have to embarrass you? Okay, it's just a, somewhere where people like amateur writers share their stories, mm. and sometimes you'll find the most weirdest stuff there <laughs> because people are really there's no criteria. You could share whatever you want. Have you guys ever read fan fiction? Uh, I don't think I have. It depends. You know what? Ikron probably Ikron was really like you know in that scene a little bit no no I've read Harry Potter but like continuation like of their kids like people would write stories I didn't like reading about the actual Harry Potter characters because like I don't like people butchering like characters that I already know I liked reading the neck like their kids so they would write like about so that's the only fan fiction I've ever dabbled in so like but you know. you know what it is with Wattpad and like Fiction Press and all these amateur writing sites it's that in the beginning when it was first starting out you would see literal garbage everything was so bad but then now they have like actual ratings and stuff and some of the books are publishable quality like haven't they published some books from there some of the books yeah but then I was reading a book okay don't judge me I was reading a book recently on oh, Wattpad now you're, uh, it was like a couple of years ago I'm not gonna lie and it was like it was so good so interesting but i feel like it's just not everyone's cup of tea so it wouldn't be published but wallahi the writing everything about it high quality yeah i've found some books online that people wrote that like that weren't fan fiction just like regular uh Mm -hmm. stories that were really good yeah and like it was so annoying when they just decide not like you see the last time they wrote it was like 2007 you're like are you not gonna finish this (laughs) that's the most annoying (laughs) part so annoying and yeah yeah, going back to shimaki he was actually writing stuff on there (laughs) and then (laughs) nah they were actually pretty good (laughs) oh can you give us the names can we read it is this still on there no 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 (laughs) no (laughs) you're putting him on the spot (laughs) (laughs) so who found it like did he share it with you or you just found it I shared, I shared it. With him. He, yeah. He's acting like, like I used to write this at night when no one was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> so basically, I shared, I shared it with him. I was like, yeah, look, here's something that I, I didn't know you were writing the whole time. <laughs> I just knew there were books in your house, and that was it. <laughs> you found a whole new side yeah, to him. Yeah. And then I was like, yo, this guy's this guy's playing on posts for days. <laughs> and then Are you gonna tell us what it's about at least? It was, it was about a kid in uni who is just trying to get into like property. Has has a brother who's in jail. Yeah, I'm not really selling it here. I've, I forgot what where no, I was honestly, going I... with this, but it was it was essentially just you know one of those like pursuit of happiness type of yeah. triumph type oh, of yeah. stuff. Okay. Those heart heart wrenching. Yeah, very very mushy and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. That's nice. So is that like are you guys? You guys were talking about how you're you were writing and stuff. We guys writing fiction. I don't know. Do you know anyone that writes nonfiction? Yes. I, I've never met really, anyone. Like. <laughs> I've never actually met They do writer. like uh, self-help books, right? Yeah. Not self-help, but like their life stories. People really like, like writing about themselves. Mm. So that kind of stuff. I, I don't know, man. Uh, that never really felt like, like counted as like real writing to me. I don't know. I feel like storytelling yeah, just... is different. Like in terms of telling a good story and making it work from start to end and have good characters and build the world around them. I think that's the real skill. So I don't know. I've always thought of mm. fiction books as the real form of writing. Anyway, that's just my bias, isn't it? Same. <laughs> In terms of like us mm. writing stuff, yeah, we stopped for a while, and then I, I was also writing a book, and I still am, but I uh, haven't touched it for a while. And then because of that, like I didn't touch it for a while because of different things. I was like, um, 
my laptop got stolen for one and I lost a lot of chapters and then uh, after that I just I just had like a creative brain fart I had like no juice whatsoever and then after that I came I had a holiday and I came back and then a few weeks ago we started doing this thing called uh, this thing we started called writing challenges so every single week what we do is We'll set. I'll set a topic to to write about, and then I'll set like a theme. So whether it be like a short story or a script or whatever, and then we'll basically all have our take and do a little writing challenge on it. And then uh, I got a few other people involved, Shamaki, the other guys from Inspire Entertainment, and then uh, I got Scoop Boys involved as well. Oh, the, the, the other guys! We talking about the other guys. It's only one other guy. <laughs> uh, we have some. We have some honorary, honorary members as well. But um, yeah, I, I got yeah. the Scope Boys involved as well, and yeah, we've basically been writing uh, every single week. So the last week's challenge was: if you were to interview anyone, dead or alive, fiction or non-fiction, who would it be, and and what like what kind of questions would you ask them, and what kind of answers would you expect them to give you? So I asked everyone to write like an interview script, and then um, everyone wrote like some inter- really interesting stuff. So Shamaki. Did Swiper, well, Swiper the Fox from Dora the Explorer. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. He was describing the story from Swiper's angle where he's always seen as the bad guy and <laughs> Dora's ruined his life. Just looking for redemption. <laughs> but that's the thing about challenges, you challenge yeah. yourself. It's about challenging yourself first and foremost and like being consistently creative. So I'm going to try and put them out in the podcast every week. I'll let the listeners also know what challenge we're doing and then we'll go for it from there. But yeah. Yeah, people could do it with you too, so it's pretty so cool. Yeah, um, that's the plan. With that, it also, it's also like helping our creative writing as well. So I think a lot of people like suffer from writer's block where they don't know what to write or they have no inspiration. But I feel like if you're writing and you're not writing regularly, you're going to have those a lot. But if you're writing continuously and you're also like always challenging yourself to write different stuff from different angles and different like viewpoints, then you'll be more calm with just sitting down and writing straight on the spot without having to, to get into it too much, you know? So mm-hmm. that's like the reason why I started the writing challenges. And hopefully sooner or later, I'll, I'll get back into my book and finish that, inshallah. <laughs> It'll be easier for you, for sure. Yeah. Sahil, have you ever tried writing? I feel like you would have started writing something and never tell us. Who? You. She'd have a book published. Yeah, I not like, yeah, well, I write like short, short bits, you know, because sometimes you... Because when you read a lot, honestly, it really affects your imagination yeah, and stuff. 100%. So you kind of have like random scenes in your head sometimes. I'm not crazy, guys. Okay? <laughs> so it's like, so sometimes you just want to write like about emotion or you want to write. So I write like short, short parts and all over my laptop, you'll probably find like random parts. When I die, you could read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what I have on Evernote. Like I've just got some random scenes about an old lady speaking with her son and just like, <laughs> it's going nowhere. Yeah. It's just a bit of dialogue that I just yeah, thought I do that as well. I'll, I'll need to write down just in case I ever need it. On my notes app on my phone, I just have a category of a bunch of writing ideas that I've never like gone further than a few lines into. Yeah. So it's just a random inspiration yeah. that will just hit you. You know when you're about to sleep and then you're, you're, you're sitting yeah. there trying to sleep and then it's out of nowhere, I, I did, so it just hits yeah. you in the head. <laughs> and it's like, I'm glad I'm not crazy, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, yo, I need to get my... Yeah, you just like get your phone and get blinded by the, the light in your eyes. and then yeah. You just jot it down. You're just, yeah. you're just there the whole time like, yo, this idea better not flew out of my head. And then after you don't do anything with it. So <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it needs to come out. You know, that's the thing. Sometimes you just need to like let out. But me, like I have, I guess I have a vivid imagination in general. So it's like a lot of times I do write about like my dreams or stuff. And it's just 
writing just to write. Like, I'm not about to do anything with it. I might sell it if anyone wants my dreams. <laughs> but in general, in general, it's just I think just it's just the release, you know? It's like you have an idea in your head and it gives you a little bit of, like, stress release. I don't know what it is. It's weird. But yeah. it, it, it kind of relaxes you after you've done it. It's like you breathe a sigh of relief every time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Know, that's me anyway. <laughs> after you write down it. Yeah, I'll write down it. That's it. <laughs> It's like you know the computer when you, you delete the stuff from or your phone when you delete some stuff and then your know, your memory frees up and your phone starts speeding up again. Yeah, that's the machine in yeah, my head, right? That's exactly. <laughs> Definitely, that's how it feels. So, is there like certain genres or certain books or certain things you would never read? Like you're just not about it. To all of you guys, <laughs> I like. I, I want to answer this. I'm, I, I'm speaking too much, so after this one, I want to go quiet. But. Go for it. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> if you read a book that you don't like, you can also, as you're reading that, you're consciously thinking about, or even a film or a TV series, the whole time you're consciously thinking about how you could have done something better. So you're like, yo, I could have done this better. They should have done this instead. And that whole time you're thinking is a creative process. So when, by doing that, you're also improving your imagination. So whether it's a book you dislike or like, Either way, you're also improving, you're building on your imagination, if you get what I mean. So that's what yeah. I mean in terms of, I, I don't mind reading a book that I might not like in general, but uh, I, I, might, I won't pick it up again after, but I'll take from it and I'll, I'll make my own story out of it, basically. What about you, Kron? I don't know. I don't like, I don't, I mean, I would never read like vampire werewolf stuff mm. ever again. <laughs> wow. Like, well, we're, we're doing that right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, I can't. Like, I, I mean, I did like the whole Twilight, like. All, this other series too that I read like I was very into it but like now I don't think I could ever read it and like you're gonna kill me but like dystopian like I can't wow you know, know. Okay. just those books I'll, I'll go with you on that I'm not, I'm not reading those again either <laughs> yeah like I did it like now it's like oh like I can't stand the thought of it I would never read it but that's like the only thing I think for me fiction goes like I don't care if I've read it a billion times the if it's redone whatever I'm gonna read it but books I can't stand honestly are like self-help books and like I cannot stand that whole aisle okay <laughs> and I don't like non-fiction I like high standards for non-fiction but for self-help books you'll never catch me picking up a self-help book ever if someone recommends it to me just to be polite I might say I'll try that's about it <laughs> I agree with that as well do you remember uh chicken soup for the soul do you guys ever read that Chicken Soup for the Soul. So it was like a book that had like, they had like different topics. So like it would be like fathers or whatever. And like it would be a collection of stories of like people talking about like their relationship with their fathers or like it would have like a happy section of that. Like you guys have never read, no one has ever heard of Chicken Soup for the Soul. (laughs) I've heard of it. I don't go to that aisle. (laughs) This is not a self-help book. It's a... It was more of like people's people telling their stories. Yeah, it was like inspirational, motivational stories. Yeah. That it was like a collection of like different stories of different yeah. real like people in one book. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't be I it wouldn't be for me because I don't get motivation from other people's motivation. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. get motivated from other like you could tell me you became a billionaire overnight and I'll be like, Cool story. For us it's more of like we go to the dean for that kind of stuff. But yeah, like yeah. I remember there was this one book called The Secret and like do you, do you guys do you guys remember that book? I know what you're talking. Is that it like the one book? book with yes. The red yeah, with the red. I've never read it though. Yeah. yeah. No, I just I've heard a lot, a lot of people I know read it, and they're talking about how it changed their lives. At one point, I was scared of the book. I'm like, is there some sort of sihid like involved with this book? What's going on? Because <laughs> anyone who talks about it is like, it changed my life. You know, I'm a different person now. And then I kind of had a look at it, and I was like, this is very basic material. Like, why are these people, you know, talking about how they're just different human beings? From this kind of, you know, just a very basic yeah. book about things that you sh- just common knowledge things, you know. 
that's why I don't read them. I like whatever I need from that, I get from the dean. And I guess I always ask yeah. people, I'm like, what do you, because there's people that really only read books based on real life people. They don't read fiction. They don't like it. So I asked, I asked a couple of my friends, right? And they're like, oh, it's because it's relatable. And I'm like, real life people are relatable too. So why don't you go talk to someone in real life instead of, you know, reading a story about someone? I don't know. What about Umkhir and Zainab? Are there any books you guys wouldn't read? Or? For me, I'm with Istahil on self-help. I just, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I'm not into that kind of field. But what about you, Zainab? I hate anything non-fiction. Do <laughs> not read non-fiction. No autobiographies. Nothing. No. <laughs> I can't. Especially when you know it's going to get depressing. I hate anything depressing, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Have you read the Malcolm X autobiography? <clears throat> what i'll do what i'll do let's watch the movie i won't watch the movie no i'll do my research on it yeah but i won't like let's say like things about the holocaust i know hafsa my sister loved like she reads so many things about the holocaust i won't read books on it but i'll research like i'll go on google you know i'll do research on it like you'll know the basic yeah yeah but i won't read like somebody you know the details about people yeah no i agree yeah i can't i agree i generally agree um self-help books i i I, my motto from the start of this podcast from day one's been yo i'm not doing self-help books i hate Mm. that i find i agree with you 100 like yeah you get most of that from the dean and um i think another thing is with actual fiction books i feel like um growing up as a kid reading those you get the idea of good and bad quite a lot because most books is like there's a there's a protagonist and an antagonist someone that wants to do bad and someone wants to do good uh, as a kid you're seeing that in your it's in your head the whole time so i feel like you have that moral value from from reading fiction books and then you also got your information from the dean as well so i don't know i always dislike self-help books as well because most of them really sound like like patronizing uh and i did this you can do this too. a lot of crap yeah absolute bs honestly <laughs> people have different like if something worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you so these books mm-hmm. are kind of like it's like a template for maybe it worked for the author but it didn't work it's not going to work for everyone right yeah yeah there are so many different yeah. factors to success but some books I, I i read since we started the podcast and i kind of it's kind of swayed me into uh like i'm a bit softer on that than i used to be but it depends on how good the book is like the malcolm x books uh, the malcolm x autobiography for example that reads very much like a story uh, it is it's not so much of an autobiography it's very interesting in my opinion anyway um yeah. and the other book i mentioned about how to still like an artist i thought i would dislike it but i read that and it was actually pretty good i think it's very very rare but there are some self-help books that are decent i would say Mm-hmm. I don't think I could ever I think if I ever read the self-help book I'll like you know when you've got your voice in your head it would just be like you know those cringy YouTubers <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I'll be reading you see my whole thing. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> honestly 10 steps to become a billionaire oh my god mm. You're the trading guys and the forex guys and the, yeah, the cryptocurrency guys. Yeah. Exactly. It's always it's like the, the it's like the f- same guy was just getting repackaged just into repackaged different. different yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally, they're all the same. Like all most of the books, I'm not gonna say all of them, but most of them are literally the most basic thing that you could get reading a 10 minute article. Mm. Why don't I just read a 10 minute article? Exactly. <laughs> How do you guys feel about TED Talks then? Do you find TED Talks interesting? Hit or miss. To be honest, I only read TED, watch TED Talks based on my own topic, like my own research and stuff. Mm. Like, I don't read random TED Talks. I don't watch uh, uh, TED Talks that have nothing to do with my career. So, I guess that's just me. No, I listen to all sorts of stuff on, on yeah, TED Talks. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, like from, there was this guy called uh, James Veach who was talking about replying back to the spam email guys. 
Um, no, that guy's just extra mad. No, but that was, it was it was jokes, and we're gonna lie. Um, he was talking about how to combat the you know those guys that email you saying I'm the prince Nigerian of Nigeria. Prince. And yeah, uh, let me wire you five million. <laughs> let them email in peace to open it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but yeah. So from that to like all sorts of stuff, like I'll just I have the the podcast thing on my iPhone, and uh, it's just whichever topic comes up, I just listen to it. I feel like TED Talks nowadays. Did you guys see those new episodes that are on Twitter? Like mm. how they're talking about like pedophilia and stuff. One, yeah. So it's like. Yeah, so it's like, do they still have the same standards they used to have? Because before, when TED Talks first came out, it was like people that were professionals in their fields, simplifying it for the wider audience, right? And now it's just like, it just seems there's so many mini TED Talks that, do they have those standards anymore? Uh, Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, literally, everyone's doing it. So it's not as uh, reputable as it used to be. I'll tell you guys one thing, though. I can't stand some poetry books. I can't do random poetry, the, Like, I don't know what it's called. I've gone off poetry. It's called it's Honey and Milk. milk and that, honey? That's it, that one. Um, and, like, everyone just, like, posts pictures of, like, two lines of, like, love yourself, you are you. And I'm like... <laughs> It's like them. Everyone, it's like, you, you know, but I'm not a rapper. Yeah. Do you guys know that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you drop two lines, everyone goes, oh my god. I'm just like, what? Just like, what? What are you getting from this? You probably get lung, 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 <laughs> fortune cookies. <laughs> it's a bunch of tweets. It's tweets. Those books are for people who don't read. Because, like, <laughs> like, suddenly everyone reads when it's like a two sentence poetry book. But I really like, I don't know if you guys checked, um, what's in shit is. One, teaching my mother how to give birth. It was really good. And it was actually, actually, when I say really good, I mean, like, really depressing. But it was good. It was very interesting. And it's, like, kind of the same thing. But, like, this one is, like, w- a lot more deep. And I don't think, like, there were any that were just two sentences. Yeah. My friend, I feel like you liked it because you related to it. A lot of what she was uh, talking no, about was no, no, relatable to A lot to, of it was, like, to... very, like, traumatic. I didn't relate to it. Okay. <laughs> no. Sorry. But they were like beautifully written and it was like really nice. It evoked emotion. Basically you felt something reading it. It wasn't just like what? Yeah, that's what it was. If it's done right then it, it can be really like effectful. But if it's like two lines of just nothing. You're beautiful. A full sentence. Yeah, like poems in general, it's very like hit or miss. Like honestly, I go to the poem aisle in like borders or whatever and all the books are open. It's just like, okay, you know, if I feel like I could write something, I don't enjoy it <laughs> for some reason. If I think, hey, I could have written this written in my it? sleeve, I wouldn't, I'm not going to enjoy it as much because it's like, it's so basic, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a writer. So if you're a writer and you're not a writer, to buy it, but I'm not <laughs> a writer. <laughs> so it's like, so it needs to be actually like, you know, proper. I don't know if those are extreme standards, but that's just how I feel about poetry. But I feel yeah. like now, because everyone thinks they're a poet, like you have to have high standards for poetry. Because, like for me, like I used to like it, and then because everyone was doing like all this cringe poetry, that I was just like, I actually hate poetry. But I realized no, like I just don't like their poetry. Yeah, but like, yeah. I do like it depends on the poetry. Like I can really love it or really hate it. So it just depends. I think with every like form of media, there's uh, there's a lot of saturation, and you just gotta find the good stuff. And there's a lot of junk. I guess poetry to me, yeah, that's how it is. That's how I read it. Is it is it something I can write? Is it does it evoke emotion? That's about it. So there's a lot of nowadays. They always make movies out of books, right? Sometimes the movies are actually better than the book, and sometimes the books are better than the movie. So it's like, what do you guys think about movie adaptations? Are you for it or against it? 
in general? I think the only good movie adaptation like from a book that I've seen is Lord of the Rings. I was expecting Harry Potter. Are you dumb? No, Harry Potter, the first two movies, but then the rest are garbage. Yeah, the rest are all garbage. I see the first two. Actually, number two is pretty good. Yeah, I see a double. Are you kidding? They didn't even do number seven properly. And also, the the second Dumbledore was very aggressive. That's not how he's like in the book, so... (laughs) No? Yeah, the first two movies. That scene he runs. Yeah, Yeah, Dumbledore's supposed to be gentle. The first two movies, the director, I think, was different than the last... Movies yeah, afterwards, yeah. um, and the first two no, movies. No, but that guy, just... the first Dumbledore died. Yeah. Also, the du- Dumbledore was different. So, like, I feel like the first two movies were <laughs> pretty. Accurate. I remember in the fourth book, like Dumbledore asks Harry where he was, like calmly in the book, and in the movie, in the he, movie like, he, he was strangling him. him. <laughs> he literally had him in the <laughs> favorite so scene. That's actually my favorite scene. It made me die. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. But I think it depends on like the actors, how much of the book they follow, and like. No, it's not the actors. It's one hundred percent the directors. Are mm-hmm. you crazy? Yeah. The directors. directors. Yeah. I'm saying in the book, in the movie, if the actors are kind of the people that you pictured them to be i don't even have those high standards my friend just make the overall vibe yeah, of the movie the like same thing please, please thank you stuff directors and writers like twilight hello hi i've never no, been so no, disappointed no. in my entire existence okay it just looks like you didn't even have good lighting in that entire <laughs> the first one the lighting was so bad directors and they chose an director. actor that had no expressions like what an actress that had zero expressions i mean what did you expect? I think I could have done that role pretty well. Yeah, yeah the director. <laughs> 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 just very, very so overall shampoo. They did it. Honestly, I feel like they did really good acting because that's how dead the characters were. So it's just the movie in general, the vibe. But one movie I feel like was way better than the book, surprisingly, was the Divergent series. Insurgent, especially. It's all of them. The books were trash, vocal trash. And to this day, I'm angry <laughs> that they were given the platform they were given. I didn't even, I don't think I read the last one. It's trash. I wouldn't recommend it. Was it. So it's on my list. Divergent was re- the first one was really good. Yeah, I liked the second it. One was I like the first no, one. I feel like of all the books, because like you said, it was very saturated. That whole uh, genre was saturated, and yeah. of all the books they could have chosen, they chose the one that wasn't even written properly. Mm. Like it was actually question. <laughs> the characters were half characters, all that stuff. I you know, I know my stuff. Okay, I read this genre. You a know lot. what was really good was the Mortal <laughs> Instruments, and then the first movie was really good, and they just decided not to like. Did uh, you yeah. read the Infernal Devices? Uh, Oh, oh, the Infernal Devices. That's the yeah. same uh, yeah, author, same. right? Cassandra Clare? Yeah. Yeah, I read that. That was really good. What about The Hunger yeah, Games? Yeah, I really like that. Did you guys read the books? Yes, I did. Yeah. I read everything. You guys, listen. <laughs> so, yeah. I read the books first, so I think... You know, whenever you read the books first, you kind of like it better than movies usually. You know, the author, she wrote the book in a way that was very militant because her dad was always made her read war stories and she liked that book. What's that book called? The, the Something of War... Do you know that famous book that everyone has read? This, no, it's it's a book that tells you how to win wars. Oh, yeah, Art of War. Art of War. Yeah. She read that book because she based the Hunger Games on that book. Like, uh, you know, influenced by that. I don't see it. That's why her book was very, like, you know, get, kill everyone kind of thing. Mm. It's very militant. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> No, I haven't read the books, but I really like. I think I read the first. I think I read the first few hundred Hunger Games books, and then I watched like the first two films, and then I think I didn't like the second film, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna bother with this anymore." Yeah, the second film let me yeah. down, and that was just that was it for me. In general, for me, I think most movies are. I think the majority of film adaptations aren't as good as the books, but 
the ones that uh, do the book, the film better are really good. Like those are the, the films that I really rate. Like out of any other films, it kind of gives you more of a feeling like you enjoyed it a lot more because you already read the book and then yeah, you see the film and like it's all like it's like, it's like really well done. Like the whole package is just uh, a good one. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, especially, I feel like it's hard to imagine you know a world like that but they got everything down all the way to the lighting like the whole magical you know like the way it is especially with like the the orcs where they had actual like humans playing them and then in yes. the hobbit they just decided to just go cgi imagine do you think those auditions for the orcs for the orcs yeah do you think the, you know, nah, you... they just got literally a bunch of new zealand extras what new zealand why <laughs> Not just get New Zealand extras. <laughs> they look like orcs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I think as it goes on, it's going to be easier to film fantasy things because of the CGI. Even though they kind of overdo it a lot, yeah. but I feel like it's not as intimidating because before. That's why I liked the movie Bright. You know, because it's like it's really hard to find your favorite books in movie format. It's always the most easiest to film. Have you watched a Netflix series of uh, series of un- unfortunate events? Yes, I loved it. I didn't. I wanted to, but I never got around to it. But have you guys ever seen the movie? Yeah, the yeah, movie yeah. was also. Yeah, the movie oh, was good. it was so bad. Really, you know, I the loved the movie. Was I loved so the... bad. Wait, because I liked I liked the characters. The I loved how Jim yeah, Carrey, yeah I loved everything about it. But they but they like narrowed. They didn't do the books justice because nah. they, they did three it. books in one movie and then. They barely did each book. It was just a mess. So you should watch the series yeah. because I the do series, want to watch it. I just never got around to it. They really yeah. do like they don't unpack it as much, but it's pretty well done. Mm. Okay, I'm def- I'm gonna watch it. I, that is a plan, but. The book, I'm, I, like the movie, I've always been disappointed. But I feel like Lemony Syndicate should have been Jude Law, even in the series. Oh, I loved every single person in the movie. Like they casted it well. Like the ki- down to the kids. Every I think the cast for the movie was way better than the series. I guess as podcasts, do you guys think your lives like have changed in any noticeable way after you started your podcast? Yeah, I've become a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so. you're going for the whole room, oh, right? Absolutely. I help. I help old ladies across the street now. Oh, I, I paint people's homes. You know, the whole, the whole lot. It changed your life for the better. Yeah, of course. You know, sometimes I like on Saturday. My Saturdays these days, I spend them teaching kids how to read. You know. Uh, wow! Like he's going for the Nobel Prize. If you can't tell. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So yeah, the podcast is really. Changed my life for the good, I would say. I'm sick, I'm sick of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a new podcast, those, please? <laughs> like this is what you have to put up with, eh? I, I think I think I've already mentioned most of it. It was more a question for you guys because I've, I've like mm. I've pretty much talked about all of the benefits that we've like experienced. But in terms of personality, I think um, conversational skills. I think I, I, I'm a lot more easygoing. I'll just I'll just go and pick up a conversation with people randomly. Like in the beginning. Even when we were doing like the intros of our podcast, we'll shoot it like three, four times. Like, yo, that was crap. That was crap. And then, mm-hmm. but now we just go into it, and it's, it's smooth. And uh, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I can just, I, I can have these like books as a sort of reference point. Like, if you're like, oh, you read books, and if not, like, wow. we talk about different themes and stuff. 
So yeah, I think conversationally yeah. it's definitely helped me uh, improve in that record. But yeah, I've already talked yeah, about everything else. Yeah, like for me, I was like doing a lot of volunteer work this year, and it's like public spaces where you have to actually talk in an auditorium and stuff. Before the podcast, it would be hard for me to like you know quickly formulate my ideas and like get it out of my mouth. But because of the podcast, it makes it easy for you you know to just talk, and then it makes sense whatever you're saying actually makes sense. So. It does help with that. So you say you've changed as a as a person since you started? <laughs> no, not as a person, you honestly. <laughs> I have not changed. I'm still the same, but it's just uh, it's easier to talk. Yeah. That's for sure. What do you guys think about like the large number of podcasts that people have started recently? Uh, uh, me personally, I don't have a problem with that. But some people will see it as like, oh, people are bandwagoning, uh, jumping on a trend. And they see it in a negative way. So but what do you guys think? The more, the merrier. <laughs> we're all, we were, you know, that when we were starting also? out, it was just like, yeah, genuine. Like when we were starting out, it was just a couple of us, you know, and that's what we used to do those lists, right? Mm. Um, so we'd add someone in because it was that rare. Mm. But and like uh, now, we just have never gotten back to that list because because there's so many. I mean, we still should. We always say yeah. we should, but we're just like kind of got lazy. But I mean, there are we have started every time a new podcast comes up. Started since it yeah, to us. Yeah, like, I do oh. do that, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh, you guys, there's a new there's a new podcast. I guess to keep track of everyone because it's so really hard. Um, and you know, just a, a little bit of advice. A lot of people have like very generic names, so it's so hard yeah. to find to find them. Yeah. So it's like I have to go to someone's personal Twitter and go through their personal, you know, like retweets to see their podcast. And it's really hard because most times I'm not even on Twitter, you know, like that actively. I just want to yeah. go on the app and find it yeah. and just listen to it while I'm because it's like I have time only as I'm leaving the house to just turn on, you know, yeah, like during look for something, yeah, yeah during yeah. my commute and stuff. Right? Yeah, or in between, like, my breaks and stuff. I want to do it real quick, and spending 20 minutes looking for a podcast is kind of hard. But I can't complain because you have more to listen to. Mm. Yeah, more content. Yeah. Unless they're, on, unless they're not on the podcast app, then they yeah, can... Yeah, they can yeah. do one. They can keep Bye. their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. For me, I'd say just, like, to anyone that wants to start a podcast or has recently started, just do what you want just, as long as you're enjoying it, like... Uh, there's a lot of like podcast snobs out there or book snobs that you know like there's people that are like oh you're just jumping on it for the for the for the bandwagon but there's no there's no real problem like who who you hurting there's no like you're not taking away from anyone so I don't know some yeah. of those people to be honest so yeah just do what you want boy yeah also that whole bandwagon thing to me it makes zero sense yeah. because like you didn't create this platform yeah, yeah, yeah. hi okay so it's like it doesn't matter you shouldn't stop that from even if you think your ideas are pretty much the same as other people or whatever you're your own unique person so you might f- and plus also why are you starting the podcast is it just to get listens or are you doing it for other motives you know yeah. i guess that's that would actually affect you because if you're doing it to get popular or to get like more listens and stuff you're gonna it's not <laughs> that's not how it works my friend yeah that's the thing yeah i think if they actually enjoy it and they're doing it for the for for a good reason then they'll continue doing it but if they don't then i think yeah. you can the listeners can sense the authentic like the, the lack of authenticity basically yeah yeah for clout like don't even think about doing podcasts for clout because listen hi we're still poor Okay, yeah. so yeah, it's not like we money. got anything, you know. <laughs> so those, yeah, there's no reason to do it for clout. That's why the whole bandwagon idea makes zero sense to me because there is no clout. Yeah, so I think if if you're you've got something valuable to say and you got interesting personality, there'll always be an audience for you. But you just need to enjoy yourself while you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's like pressure. Interesting personality. People are like, am I interesting? 
identity crisis right there. Oh, better figure that out. <laughs> You'll be interesting to some people. <laughs> but I guess that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for featuring in our episode. If you guys want to listen to more of the episode, you could. We'll put the links. We'll share it on Twitter and we'll put it in SoundCloud, under our SoundCloud description. Um, so do you guys want to say something before we leave? Uh, thank you for having us on and keep on doing what you guys are doing. You're doing great stuff inspiring young people and yeah i appreciate it you guys are called inspire reads really inspiring people to read and i'm all about that because i love reading so thank you so much thank you for joining us thank you zainab <laughs> oh, <Zainab. laughs> thank you zainab for joining us our first yeah. time first time